Hello, everyone. I am coach and host April Azale with Freedom Living Podcast. I am also an author. And today I will be sharing some keys and teachings from my latest book, Free Indeed. Seven Keys to Unlock Your Prison Doors. The purpose of these podcasts would be to provide you with some keys, some tips and strategies and teachings to help you move from A to B, and to also to help you maintain freedom through the adversities of life. As a recovery coach, my goal is to help you recover from setbacks, regain strength through losses, and to overcome obstacles by moving forward. Let's get started with the second key from freedom indeed. The second key will be knowing who you are. Knowing who you are. I'm reminded in Psalms 139 verse 14, it tells us that I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy words, and that my soul know it right well. Knowing who you are plays an important role in who you will become in life. I'm going to say that one more time. Knowing who you are plays an important role in who you will become in life. Now, there are several ways that we are uh, that we use to identify ourselves. And I'm going to share a couple of those ways. The first one I want to share with you guys will be how the world view us. How the world view us, y'all. Such as, you know, those icons, celebrities, idols, and statistics. You know, those things that we put at the front of us as standards, the world standards, as, as though what we supposed to become. And I know a lot of you guys, I um, have celebrities. You may have. Some um, icons that you look at that you may say, one day I want to have what they have, the kind of money they have. I never forget one of the most popular shows when I was coming up was the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show viewed an African-American family as rich um, I can say Claire Huxtable, um, was a lawyer and Dr. Huxtable was a doctor and they had, um, their children was, you know, well behavior, well mannered, um, in college and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that was a standard that, um, the world set, which I don't think it was bad. 
um, as as to African Americans, you know, should be. Um, how a typical family should be. Now we know that um, now, you know, everybody wanted to have that family. Everybody wanted that, you know, to be rich, you know, and wanted all their children to go off to college and everything. It was just a typical way that they set out. And I, you know, Bill Cosby was one of my favorite shows. Even a lot of celebrities we look up to. But you got to know that that's just a show, you know, or whoever icon or whoever celebrity, you know, they may be singing and you want their money. You know, you want to be like them. But you got to know that's just a show and an act that they play. But we really don't know the life they really live, right? But a lot of times we view um, the world, you know, how the world view us is um, such as when they hold those standards, you know, the celebrities and the icons that we look at, we view that as sometimes how we want to become ourselves in our lives. So basically, we talk, we are talking about how the world view us. And sometimes statistics, how statistic may come out because they had so many people, so many African-Americans or to drop out of high school or teen pregnancy. And the standard has already been set in place that if you are a single parent um, um, living in a single home that some, I mean, your children are most likely to drop out of high school because you was a teen pregnant, uh, you was, t you yourself um, went through teen pregnancy. Come on now, y'all know the statistics, but is that really so though? Because I know as well as myself that that don't necessarily have to be your life. Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is how others view us. How others view us. And this one is, um, I can say, one that can kind of put you in a box if you're not careful. And this is simply by seeking validation from others instead of seeking God, seeking the creator who made you. So with that being said, a lot of times um, we can hold people higher than what God told us. And I can um, witness to this and attest to this because um, in my life, you know, God has totally delivered me in my life and made me free. Um, I remember um, God, I didn't, when God tell, when God told me something I could do or uh, to show me something that was in me, I, I really didn't believe it until somebody else saw it in me. Somebody else had to see that. I had to get validation from credible people that I looked up to in my life um, to get their opinion. So you got to be careful with that. You don't want to mix that with what God said already. 
and go out and try to validate what God said already to you. A lot of times when you are getting others opinion, seeking out for validation, they are only these opinions and validations are only determined by what they think it will happen in their lives or what they can't do or what they don't see in their lives. Because a lot of times people take their life to see if it's for them and then they determine if you can do it or not. You see, you got to be careful with that because a lot of times people might not see it in your life. And God has told you something to do or call you to do something. And the person that you hold to a high standard as a credible authority in your life may not see it or may not see it then. So you got to be careful with that. That'll put you in making a choice between God, what he said and what man said. So you don't want to put yourself in the middle of that where you're being disobedient to God because you're counseling it. You counseling out what God has already said because of the fact a person that you looked up to has not approved it yet. Okay. You got to have enough confidence in what God has called you to do that you're going to do it. Whether people see it or believe it or not, we got to get to this place. And this is, um, I'm talking about how others view us how others see us, you know, people may see something in us, um, totally different from what God sees in us. So we can't base on what others see in us and how the world view us, um, as the way we identify ourselves. I know as coming up and I'm going to get into that on my last point, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to I'm going to share that at the end. But the next one is by our occupations and titles and positions. Such as what we do instead of who we truly are. Now, we can't get caught up, you guys, in our positions and titles that we hold. Because you got to know that your calling is greater than your position. Yeah, I said it. Your calling is greater than your position and what you are called to do will outlast where you are right now. Therefore, we can't get caught up in positions and titles when God has called you to do so much more. You can't put a period where God has placed a comma in. So we can't get so comfortable in our positions and in our positions that we're in. Because that may be very where uh, you may be in a position that God has not called you to. You may be in that position because you're good. I have known and me myself have been in positions because we are good at it. And we just been selected for that position. But is it really something that God has called you to do? You know, you got to look at that thing. We get so comfortable, you know, to the point where that we don't want to grow no more. And we all know whatever we can do in our own might and strength is not God because it's what we have done. See, God is a big God. He is so big that 
He wants to stretch us. He wants to um, revolve us and he wants us to grow. You know, he wants us to step out and do the impossible. He wants us to step out and do things. You know, I know for a fact I was in a position where I knew I was not capable of doing it in my own strength. But at that time, I knew God was stretching me. You get what I'm saying? A lot of times we cancel out things because we look at what we can't do. But a lot of times God has called you to it because he want to show himself proved. I mean, he want to show himself mighty, mindfully. He want to show you what he can do through you. He want to he want to prove himself mindfully in your life. And a lot of times we miss it because we're looking at what we can't do. We looking at ourselves like, I know I can't do that. So you don't want to get comfortable where you are. There's always growth. There is always growth. And you don't want to get caught up on titles. You know, we living in a world where we so caught up on titles, um, who we are, you know, what they address us as. You know, you got to not get so caught up on those titles um, that you get so comfortable in it. God wants to stretch us. God wants to stretch us. He wants to stretch us. And you don't want um, you don't want where you are right now that you are so comfortable that you are not willing to grow. You, you see what I'm saying? You don't want to be where you are right now and get so comfortable that you're not willing to grow. So we can't get caught up in titles and positions. All right. The last um, one I'm going to discuss is um, by the labels that has already been placed on our lives. A lot of us have been labeled. A lot of labels have been placed on our lives as a child. I can say for me and I can say coming up a young girl um, in an abusive um, home um, where you saw abuse go on in your home. And also, you know, to have someone to speak negatively over your life, you know, being young, you're at your most vulnerable state. And those that you look up to, you know, um, you look up to you, you validate whatever they say to you. You believe it, you know, and simply by what um, and I say the labels that have already been placed in on our lives simply by what. You may be living out today. So a lot of times we may be living out what somebody said over our lives. We got to come to the place and ask ourselves, who told you that? Who told you you will never be nothing? And I call them false prophecies over your life that hinder your growth or uh, of you becoming who God has called, uh, who God has really called, truly called you to be. So you're, you're not able to grow into that because you believe a lie coming up. Yes, a lot of people today are reliving a, a lie that credible authority. And we got to be careful as mothers and fathers, you know, um, that we don't speak negatively over our child's life. Because, you know, as a child, like I said, you are more vulnerable and you believe it. You know, you're more humble. You believe 
um, um, that's what you believe in. They look up to you. And I can say as a child coming up, you know, like I said, in an abusive home and saw so much going on and had at that time, you know, my mother's um, uh, first husband to speak negatively over my life. Some of that stuff, I believed it. And I had, when I got older in my adult, I had to, when I got saved, it was some things I had to, you know, some things I had to get rid of, some things that I had to examine um, by the word of God and what man has already spoke over my life. I had to get rid of those strongholds, you know. So also, you know, coming up, you know, in school and I remember coming up me and, you know, a lot of other young people because, you know, at the fact I was vulnerable and my life was a mess as a young person coming up, you know, just going through a lot at a young age and, you know, in middle school, you know, starting to duck, starting to do certain things. And I never forget, you know, in a crowd, you know, trying to fit in and doing things that were not even you, but you have already got caught up with these labels and it's almost like you fit the group. And really, that's not the group that God has called you to be in, but you fit the group because of the lies and you living out the lies. So I never forget, you know, us ducking school that day and um, a teacher who is a credible authority, you know, all credible authorities could be teachers, anybody, your mom, your dad, uncle, aunt, anybody that you look up to, you know, in your life. Um, and role models. So at that time, you know, we do instead of him guiding us and giving us, you know, words, you know, guiding us the right way. He, he spoke false prophecy of our lives. He told us that we are, we, we won't go never be nothing, but a bunch of women having babies, dropouts, um, women having babies in the projects and all that stuff. He sure did. He was very upset because of the fact that he could not, you know, um, get us at that time because we were going astray and he just told us. And, you know, at that time, I must say that a lot of the people that I knew then are living that right now. They are stuck. You know, they have not progressed. And I can say myself, yes, I ended up, what, uh, pregnant at a young age, at the age of 17, having a baby. And also, you know, had to end up receiving assistance. So at that time, I believed it. And I relived that thing. I relived that thing. So um, you got to be careful with that. So you don't, um, you got to, and all I can say with this one, because this one is, it takes examination. You going in your life and examine your life and pulling out the lies and examine the lies by the only way to know the truth is when you put it, put it by the truth, by the word of God, what God says about you. And a lot of times I did this a lot. And I also did it with, um, when I used to go out and, um, um, when I used to go out and work with young people, get a list, write out some things that, um, negative things that were spoken over your life or, um, some things that were said, write that stuff out. You know, you, you'll be surprised at what you reliving now. And then you want to take another list because the list that you have, 
you're going to take that other list and you're going to write out what you want to have. So that old, that first list going to really go in the trash because you're going to get rid of that mess and you're going to create something new. You're going to create your life, what God has called you to be. So that's, that's a way you can do it. So simply the question is, how do I identify who I am? How do I identify who I am? Because I know you want to know, how do I identify myself then? You know, because of the ways you just called out seems as though that's how I identify myself. Because you got to know as a, a, a child growing up 12 years old and um, young, who people say they are or what people put on them, that's who they become. You get what I'm saying? A lot of people are angry and mad because somebody told them they was mean. And that's a lie. That's simply a lie. Don't believe the hype and don't believe the lie. Examine your life out. Check it out and see what's said that, that God didn't say. So how do you identify who you are? That's a good question. And there's two things to know first before you can get into what you can do. And the first thing you want to know that your life is hidden in God. Your life is hidden in God. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, I read the message Bible because it's so, it broke it so down. It said, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nation that what I had in mind for you. So God knows your life from the beginning and the ending. He knows you. He knew you when you was in your mother's womb. He know how many hairs on your head. You know, he already know how your life going to play out. So why not? Um, as the second thing you need to know is the way to find who you truly are is through him. So why not go back to the creator that created you in the first place? Why not? Why not go back to him? Because we all come to a place. I have came to a place. Um, I know a lot of people have asked me, you know, they come to a place where they feel like uh, they're missing something. Or you may feel like you out of place. And, and you'll come to a place like it got to be more than life. It got to be more than just getting up, going to work and going to sleep and coming back home. You, 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 you'll get to that place. You know, you'll be working. You may be making all the money in the world, but still feeling a missing void. You may even be in a place right now where you feel like you're out of place. I want to let you know that. Um, what I call this place, this is the place of merging. This is the place of merging where your life has took a shift on purpose. I'm going to say that again. When you come to that place in your life where you asking those questions, who am I and um, why am I here? This is a place emerging where your life has took a shift on purpose. And this is a place where you begin to tap into who you really are. So there is still hope. 
there is still hope. So with that being said, what you have to do is something you have to do to figure this thing out. And this is called soul searching, soul searching. Soul searching is by creating a relationship with him, with God, your creator through prayer and meditation and stillness. With that being said, when you create a relationship with God by prayer, praying to God, asking God these questions, and that's how, you know, you growing to know him, you know, because we all know that prayer changes things and prayer is powerful. And prayer is how you commune with God, just like you talk to someone every day. God wants you to talk to him. And why not go back to him who created you? Meditation, meditating on the word of God. The word of God will tell you who you are right now. And it'll go against the lies and the false prophecies that been spoken over your life. And then getting in a still place where you're able to hear from God. And that still place is quietness where you're quiet, where you're away from the noise and you're able to hear from God, where you're able to get instructions. Because God will give you instructions and he will tell you some things. He will tell you. So. This is something we must do daily. This is something we must do daily. Where you are right now, God can do so much more. You may say I'm in a place where I'm doing pretty good, but I want to let you know God can do even better. Your life is like a storybook. And every day you wake up, it's evidence that your story is still being written. But now is the time to give God back that pen so that you can be confident of this very thing that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's Philippians 1 and 6. I want you all to know that God is not through with you. Continue to press forward. Know that the best is yet to come. And know that um, better is awakening. Better is not awakening in your life, but better is on the rise in your life. So I hope you guys got clarity and got some kind of insight on identifying who you are. And thank you guys. Thank you all for tuning in to Freedom Living Podcast. Um, Feel free to um, check the website, um, business page, Freedom Living Podcast to get upcoming episodes. Also to get notifications of episodes that have already been played. Also check the website um, to get information on how to get my latest book. So that being said, stay tuned for more. Freedom Living Podcast. Have a great day.